Are you saying your family's like a chessboard? <laughs> no, but you, you decide what you're going to do. You still have the ability to move around strategically, I call it. But, you know, something like that, that the energy and understanding and observing your family, once you see it as a system, you know, you're freer somehow to move about. I don't know. I would put in, I think the, uh, you can hear I'm kind of speaking from the inside out today. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe because of where I am, but <laughs> I was thinking of, uh, you know, you have a, you have a, a, a perception of having more energy. I was thinking about it more from the perspective of, I think what Bowen theory contributes is that this isn't about you and your miserable feeling state. It is about an action in relationships and in the movement of the energy of the system that changes that feeling state. Now, that's it. You know, usually it would be, it would be people would tend to focus on the problem as being within them. They're either the fault or it's their problem. But I think that is the other thing, kind of what you were talking about. Of this is a this is seeing it more outside, and then also being able to to have an action that moves the energy outside of oneself to more energy. I do think being able to see your family and work systems with a, a, a degree of neutrality and that it isn't personal is kind of life enhancing. It, in some strange way, it, um, it frees you up to kind of get through it because it's not personal. I know that as I'm sitting here, I can imagine how that sounds. But I was so struck by what Andy said last night um, because I do feel this energy even with all the challenges in the family and work, sooner or later, I'll figure them out. It's the sooner or later. What does it mean to figure it out? Like, could you, um, so I use the chessboard analogy because I see the system with all the people playing a part, which they're blind to, more or less, perceptually blind. Yeah. Now you can see the system, you see the chessboard, the other people don't see it. Now there are things that you can do in relationship to the other people in your family. Maybe you're quiet for a little while trying to think about, oh my God, look what's going on. What am I going to do now? But you've got a understanding of the family as a system, the chessboard, I call it. And now you have more options than you had when you were like a feeling person, just mm -hmm. reacting what I call emotional contagion. They do this and you do that. So I've, I've got a thousand examples of, of the ping pong universe, I call it, you know, where action, reaction, and somehow you're able to step outside the reactivity to the action in your family and think there's something else I can do besides just react to it. So I have another question. Um, both of you in the last, mm, um, let's say, three months, 
have had families that have um, had positive and negative things happen that are challenging to think about. And both of you have stood in the middle of it, jumped it, or not jumped, walked into the middle of it. So what, what have you learned? I mean, you've been at this a long time. This is increasing, um, uh, you've had increased time with family, plus an active professional life. So with this increased challenge, let's call it a family, positive and negative, what, what have you learned? Or what's been the experience? Well, I think I have had, I've been kind of on the positive side of experience um, with uh, my father uh, taking some actions that have, I, I think are a part of integrating his life giving resources to legacy things that can really manifest the family. I mean, and they are coming to fruition in a way that's really very satisfying to him and I think to the family as a whole. And I think being alongside of that, um, being present as I think about, this is, to me, this is what aging is. This is what optimal aging is, is being integrated more as you move towards the end of your life. But I'll tell you, one of the things that alongside of this is I have been particularly appreciative of how expansive and integrated a life can look when you, you put in the time to be connected to one's history and to one's family history, one's own personal life history, that that when these things kind of coalesce, like I had a weekend where this happened, where your high school, your multi-generational history, your cultural history, your college history, your you know, when so many vortexes of life are kind of coming together, I, I have to say, coming into a life that was more of a cutoff life was more of a narrow life. Your life. My personal life growing up, my family life was a more narrow life than I experienced this past weekend. Um, I think that's it, it, it's like being able to experience a, a, a much uh, richer life, I guess, that is kind of more unexpected than it wasn't a goal. It's been kind of more, these are the things that one does as you have a more, you know, you, you take your beliefs and you put your money where your ideas are and they are in a context of a relationship system and then there's a connectedness that is really very robust and satisfying. It's kind of the good side of the togetherness, I guess, in some ways, that kind of pulls together around an event that is really, I think, seminal. And in some ways, healing the life of the multi-generational history, I think. I mean, that was my kind of my experience of it. 
you know, bringing together the threads of history that were kind of hanging. And they are more woven in a way that the lives are more make sense. They're more present. They're more, they're related to each other in really genuine ways. I, I'm kind of, that's maybe a little oblique and abstract, but I think do, that, do you think it will impact other parts of your life, like your professional life? I mean, you're talking about moving from a cutoff kind of process in your family to significant relationships, you know, with all different cohort groups. Do you think it will have? I, I it'll be interesting to see. I, I think there's, I, it, it's not clear yet. And I think that it has also an action really on my father's part with, I, I was alongside of it, but it has had a benefit to me that was unexpected. It's definitely had one from my father and the bigger family with all the pieces that have been a part of that. And I think it's hard to know what that my personal reconnecting in some way with my cultural history and the ideas around my cultural history, which I really kind of put on the back burner. Those are the kind of things I'm curious about what will happen next. I don't know. I'm curious. It's more open, more really more curious. Wow. Be interesting to see how that will have impact your health. Or your I came back and had a cold. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> not the way I thought. So let's be okay. let's be real. These moving ahead are not it doesn't without it. Right. So last two or three months, how would you how could you that's talk about to think about how different my experience is than Priscilla's, for instance, because well you're dealing with your father. Your father's a minister. He's put years into thinking about the end of life and how to organize himself to do it. Um, and I have a brother <laughs> who has, you know, he says, I've died twice. I've been to the mountain and I've seen the other side and I'm not afraid. But when the circumstances change and you can't breathe, you know, all your good intentions can go right out the window. And so uh, two weeks ago, he texted me because his phone wasn't working. Come down here. And so I FaceTimed him and he said, I can't breathe. You need to call the rescue squad. And I'm like, okay, I'm in Washington. You're in Virginia. Is there anyone else in Virginia you could have texted? But I called his best friend and the wife works for the rescue squad. So they came over and he was turning blue at that time. So they said 10 minutes more, he would have been dead. That's how close it was. So you have uh, the experience of being in a crisis. Um, so I was there for 10 days. And what I learned about, I learned more about fusion than about differentiation itself. You know, I learned more about emotional contagion and how when someone is dying who's really not prepared to die, as he said, I can get more life energy by making you mad. I can make you mad, you'll react, and I can live off of that upset, off of that anger. And so this is 
this is just the confusion between one person and another that can turn negative or can turn positive. What do you mean by fusion? That's you know, the, that... the two are, you, you don't have that ability to see your family as a system and change things or change the way you deal with it. You're struggling for life and so you're grasping to have life from the person or the people who are the closest to you. So then wow. you get mad and the other person gets mad or they react and they don't have the space that you were talking about earlier to really think clearly. So my brother is not in any state. He's got steroids. I don't know if you ever taken steroids, don't take it. <laughs> unless because, you're dying. Unless you're dying because it will help you. But your emotional self is going to go, you know, down the down the tubes. So that's that's you're drugged, you can't breathe, you're in a panic for three or four days in the hospital, you know, and you're dealing with people who are putting things into you and doing things to you. You have you have really literally no self, no say in it, because they're gonna save your life, whether you want your life saved or not. So the nurses told me, "There's no. I don't care if you put do not resuscitate. No, we're gonna we're gonna save him, no matter what. He might want to die, but we're gonna save him. He can't die on my ship. So there's the loss of yourself to the system. And finally, you know, my brother started being able to get well enough to go home, where he could then be in charge. But underneath it is this fusion, which is." One of us could die, and I might take you with me. So once Dr. Baldwin said to me, you've been so nice to me, I think I'll take you with me when I die. And I said, well, I think that's an invitation I could say no to. <laughs> but in this case, if I didn't know Bowen theory, I'm not sure I could have managed myself as well to see it as an impersonal struggle for life by your, by your next of kin. You know, and that they might take you with them. And they might do it knowing they're taking you, but they want to live. So this is, that's what fusion is. One of us could die, but I need your life energy. So I'm going to take it right now, if you don't mind. Or maybe if you do mind, you know, then you're going to have to get out of the way of the fusion. You're going to have to break it up somehow or another. And so a lot of what I was doing is a dance to get out of the fusion and still stay connected to it. So stay connected to somebody who's struggling and not let them take you down. He doesn't really want to take me down, but he wants to live. And his own thinking is, the only way I can live is by making you angry. And what are you going to do? <laughs> That's quite a pickle. I've been in a pickle. And he's, he's good at it. He's really good at it. What was the... What was the um impact on your ability to kind of be there for 10 days and and how is it now i mean well, these... now I, I every day i get get myself back a little bit more but you're exhausted i fortunately was staying with a really good friend of mine who's a great cook and very mothering and caring so she and her husband kind of created this nice space for me to come home to and I could recover, but it's it's like what would I say that it's like it's like a very challenging. Uh, 
it's not a chess game anymore. It's a dance. It's a dance and you're using all of your energy to stay connected but not be controlled by the other person. And that's and you know, I've never had an opportunity to do this before. It's like being in the Olympics. <laughs> well, you know, some people would say that the nurse who disregards the do not resuscitate or that your job for the time you're there is to do whatever it needs to keep him living. Yeah. That your job is to contribute to yeah. his getting better. Without getting done in. That's the hard part. So I like I let you listen to him talk for a little while so you could have the experience of what is it that you're up against? Because people use words and blah, blah, blah. We're talking about this like you, the people understand it who haven't been through it. I don't know if I don't know if you could understand it if you didn't listen to him talking, just the emotion. And how do you how do you get out of this that emotional impact his voice had on you? That is fusion. Your life just got taken over by this voice. Yeah. And what do you do to stay connected to it, but not go down? Right. Right. Mm -hmm.